Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop Flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN. Oh my gosh, is there anything to talk about today? Oh, I don't know. Let's take a look here. Uh, move over AOC. DC has a new it girl, and I think she goes by the uh, initials ACB. So there we go. We got that election turmoil. It's not just here in our little home county. It is happening across our state. It is happening across our country. We got people getting wrong ballots, ballots that don't have presidential campaigns on them. We got just pandemonium and we're still 20 days out 19 days out from the election some good news is that the president mr trump is on the road again he is seemingly defeated the virus and meanwhile we learned this morning that senator harris kamala harris she is sidelined because two of her campaign staff have come down uh tested positive with the virus so we've got that. Now, then again, there's everyone's favorite, Uncle Joe. He's still out on the trail. He's running for Senate some days, although he does recollect having once again once run against that, that Mormon. And so anyway, we got no problem there. And then, you know, that brings up where is Hunter? Well, where is Hunter? He's on the front page of the New York Post yesterday and today. And, ooh, there's lots coming out with that. But, of course... Tech tyranny is at peak form. Jack Dorsey over there at Twitter, he doesn't want anybody, he doesn't want you, me, any of us knowing where Hunter is and what he's been up to. So, uh, boy, isn't that just putting your finger on the the scale here with this election? And then um, tonight, no presidential debate, but we got dueling town halls. The president will be on NBC, and they're not happy while Mr. Biden will be on ABC. So, um, or NBC for the president, as he calls it, Comcast, which it will be a reunion of sorts because those are his old, you know, peeps from the apprentice days. But anyway, lots and lots to talk about. And thank you so much for joining us here today at Political Pursuits, the podcast. I am Lou Ann Anderson. I entitled this episode Back in the Saddle Again because I've been having a little health issues, not been feeling so good, but I am here. I am back. Happy to be with you and happy to be joined with my dear friend, Lynn Woolley, known from Planet, Planet Logic, and he is here, and I know he has lots of thoughts on all of these things. So, Lynn, I'm going to throw it to you. One of these topics or something else, what's what, what what's getting your fancy here mm. these days? Well, all of it. Uh, Amy Coney Barrett has deflected everything so wonderfully. 
and, and we can talk about that a little bit. But you mentioned those town hall meetings tonight. The president over on NBC has got a political operative or a reportress, whatever you want to call her, by the name of Savannah Guthrie. Right. Will be there, uh, obviously a leftist. But it's even worse over on ABC, where a member, a bona fide member of the Clinton War Room, George Snuffleupagus, did I pronounce that last name right? Uh, Fittingly, anyway. It may not be right, but it's fitting. George uh, Stephanopoulos will will hold court. Now, ABC is going to do 90 minutes. NBC is going to do 60 minutes. And I can just imagine the way the questions are going to be parsed on these two different shows. And and it's, um, you know, Savannah Guthrie is obviously going to frame the questions from the standpoint of the Democrat agenda. It's the way they always do it. Right. And and then over on uh, on ABC, where there is so much out now about this uh, Hunter Biden thing and all that, that makes you wonder, will George Stephanopoulos broach that? Remember a few years ago when he was doing the Mitt Romney debate with Barack Obama? And the first question out of Stephanopoulos' mouth was, Mr. Romney, uh, uh, what was he at the time? Governor Governor, Romney. Governor Governor. Romney. Do do you think the states have a right to eliminate birth control pills? And and, and Romney goes... While we are on the subject? And Romney goes, what? What kind of a question is that? Well, it was a setup question because Stephanopoulos is being paid by ABC, but he's working for the Democratic National Committee. So it's going to be very interesting. Uh, You know, I don't know which way to go. I think the big topic of today, right now, at this hour, at this moment, is is probably Burisma and all these new revelations that have come out, combined with what you just said, Facebook and Twitter have slowed down, I think is their terminology, their coverage of that, because it's not good for the home team, which to them is the Democrats. CNN, I don't believe, has yet mentioned it. If some of the coverage that I've looked at on the Bongino Report, which is my new accumulator source here, aggregator, I think is the word, uh, since Drudge went south. Uh, Yeah, it's a Bongino Report is not bad at all. There was a story on there that CNN has totally ignored this new information. Let me set it up and then throw it back to you, because I don't know how these things work. We're in October. That's the month that the uh, surprise is named after. And we've, of course, had several early surprises about Trump. The NYT illegally obtained tax tax, returns. Yes. And if you don't understand how taxes work, and, you know, poor people like me, we just, you know, there's two questions. It says, fill in how much you made this year, and you fill that in, and then it says, send it to this address. Now, if you're the Andersons, and, oh. you know, and, and you know, you're up in that elite uh, wealth group. Oh, yeah. You probably have somebody that helps you out a little bit to see if there's some uh, legal tax avoidance you can do. Better believe it. Well, e- even with my, you know, $4,000 a year that I earn, uh, I look for tax avoidance legally when I can. That is, I deduct my business miles. I deduct other things that are They're legal to do. They're part of the tax code, and we would be 
negligent in our own financial interest to not pursue And why them. wouldn't Trump do that? Yes. Because everybody reporting on Trump does that. So now we have a little October surprise with regard to the Bidens. Hunter, we have known his situation with Burisma in Ukraine. His lack of experience is well documented. He did an interview, I believe it was on NBC, it may have even been with Savannah I Guthrie, was. where she asked him, did you have any experience? And she ticked off all these things with oil, with gas, with whatever. No, 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 no. Well, do you believe you would have gotten this job if you if you weren't Joe Biden's son and Joe Biden were not the vice president? And he said, no, I wouldn't be on any of the boards I'm on if my last name wasn't Biden. And so we've known that there was a there there, but the big networks and the big newspapers put a, put a lid on it. And now suddenly, a computer shows up, a MacBook, like the one we're recording on right now, at a computer repair store. And apparently, it's Hunter Biden's computer. Th this is what I don't understand, how all this happened. Why would Hunter Biden take a loaded computer with more than 10,000 emails regarding all this, leave it to be repaired and not go back and get it. So at some point, the, the store says, this is abandoned merchandise, and we can now do what we want with it. He looks on there, he sees they all this. have legal possession of this it. This is in 2019. He gives the computer to guess who? The FBI. And the FBI sits on it and does nothing. He dropped off that computer at the shop in April of 2019. The owner tried multiple times to reach out and say, hey, I've done whatever he had wanted him to do. He never heard anything back, never got any response. In December of 2019, that's when he turned it over to the FBI. Now, I would also just kind of bring in the little reminder that several things. Number one, I think, I think we all would probably largely agree that Hunter is not the sharpest knife in the drawer. Well, wasn't there a picture of him doing crack cocaine? There was a picture of him sleeping on the computer. There was a picture of him that is alleged him sleeping with a crack pipe hanging out of his mouth. And I'm going into that direction mm -hmm. because do you remember several years ago, Breitbart, I think, broke the story about Hunter having rented a car. I believe it was in the, at the Phoenix Sky Harbor Airport, rented a car there. And when it was returned, his driver's license was there. A crack pipe was there. And some other items that personally identified as being him. So with that, number one, it speaks again to maybe he's not the smartest, the most um, even prudent person. And that those aren't the things you leave around. But it shows, too, that he has a habit of just kind of leaving his stuff out there. So the fact that he never came back for that computer, you think that's idiotic. I think that's idiotic. But in Hunter Biden's world, it may be standard operating procedure. Well, there's there's this elitist attitude, and that may be what he has. But I was going to say, if you're looking for a big news story involving Democrats, you might want to go check out the Sky Harbor Airport. It's, uh, it, it's uh, where the... The famous encounter between Bill Clinton and Loretta Lynch <laughs> took a, place. It's a hot spot. It is a hot spot. Well, something else, too, that's happened this morning as all this has been going on is that um, Biden's campaign came out this morning with a statement. His, his press secretary, Jamal Brown, said that 
I think Twitter's response to the article, actual article itself, makes clear that these purported allegations are false and they're not true and glad to see social media companies like Twitter taking responsibility to limit misinformation. So what I would ask you with that is, okay, because Twitter is coming out here saying these aren't true, well then obviously they're not true. But remember back in 2016 when, or 2017, when BuzzFeed published the Steele dossier, everybody let that go. And so the fact that Twitter and Facebook allowed link after link after link to be distributed off of the BuzzFeed site for the Steele dossier, do we then, by this same thinking, say, oh, and the fact that it happened, that of course it was all true, when now we know that it was a bunch of nonsense, a bunch mm-hmm. of lies. Well, did you see the Hunter Biden story in your local newspaper today? <laughs> Probably not. Uh, would it have been in the New York Times? Probably not. And if it was, it would have been in a, uh, let's talk about this debunked Hunter Biden story. Debunked is a favorite word on CNN if you watch that network very much. They routinely say anything negative that comes up about a Democrat, especially right now Biden or Harris, is already debunked. And they use that word over and over. And conspiracy theory. Sure, and a conspiracy yes. theory. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't have a membership card to QAnon, but uh, I do try to make up my own mind and not take PolitiFact's word for it because I don't believe PolitiFact is very politically factual. So I don't go there. But this thing, in a, I would have to ask you, Luann, in a race like the one we have now, where the sides are pretty much decided, just a few days ago we had some more stories come out that talked about how it is now established that it was Hillary Clinton herself that decided to do the whole Russian conspiracy thing to create a man-made, or in this case, woman-made, political conspiracy to attack the legitimacy of Donald Trump. And to deflect from her own scandal with her with her emails and having violated yes. national security. And that story lasted, what, 20 minutes? Something like and that. And now we've got the Hunter Biden thing. And it, and it pointed also directly that Barack Obama had knowledge well, of, of course, it happening when it was happening. Well, of course he did. Obama is at the root of, of most of this stuff. Obama used a pseudonym when he emailed Hillary on her illegal server because he was well aware of her illegal server. And so, uh, yeah, Obama knows all this is going on. Nobody, since the Clintons at least, and maybe even including the Clintons, have weaponized the agencies of government like the IRS and, and the Justice Department in the manner that the Obama administration did. But my question to you, Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop Flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN. Ah. 
Feel the woe with Listerine at BJ's. You can save $2.50 now on Listerine products like Total Care Anti-Cavity Fluoride Fresh Mint Mouthwash or Cool Mint Pocket Packs Fresh Breath Strips at your nearest BJ's location. Experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with Listerine. Discount available through December 24th. Save now only at BJ's. Is, does any of this change anybody's mind or is it still whether Biden or Trump can get his supporters to the polls? I think that it is marginally, let me back up. I think it's a hugely important story. However, from a campaign standpoint, I think it is marginally impactful. I think there are a few people that have thought that Joe's been there in D.C. all this time. He's swampy. I mean, you look at the way the houses that they have. We always kind of laughed about Bernie having these, you know, three or four houses, whatever it is. Bernie's houses aren't anything compared to what Joe lives in. And when you have been a senator for all these years, or in the House as he was before, and you've been making, you know, a max of $250,000 a year living in the D.C. metropolitan area— you don't live in $20 million houses. You know, it, it, it just it doesn't add up anyway. So I think there are those people in the middle that this might just kind of push that, okay, the swamp thing is, is, you know, Trump's got his issues, got his problem, but he's not the corrupt guy that Biden is. And so that can help. But I think where Trump needs to be more hammering things home, fine to bring it up. Don't dwell on it. He needs to go back to the economy and that, yeah, Joe Biden, you know, what was he, what does he always say about, you know, Joe Biden was, you know, making money while he was giving away your jobs. He, you know, he was robbing you. He was taking in the money while he was robbing you or whatever. You need to go into that. And here's how I'm going to help you not be robbed any longer. Here's what I want to do for the economy, because you know something Lots of us would like to live in big houses like Joe Biden does, but most of us want to do it fair and square. Most of us want to do it honestly, and that's why I want to talk to you about what I'm going to do to get the economy back going so that we can all prosper. I think if I were consulting Donald Trump right now, I would tell him at these rallies and at these at these uh, TV town halls and in the next debate to focus on three things. One of those things is all the great things he did. The United States-Mexico-Canada agreement, uh, which most everybody says may not be perfect but is better than what we had with NAFTA, moving the capital of Israel to Jerusalem, which every prior president since 1948 has promised to do, but none of them have done it. Uh, the, The amazing economy, which was so good for blacks and Hispanics in this country, uh, where where salaries were going up because there was a shortage of workers, for crying out loud, bringing manufacturing back to the United States of America, creating the Space Force. And in the pandemic, having now even more accentuated the need to get that manufacturing back over here because we found how vulnerable we are mm-hmm. with medical supplies and pharmaceuticals 
as indicated by this pandemic. So that even more underscores that need and gives him a stronger position to say, and I'm the guy to do it. I'm not the guy that sent it over there in the first place, but I promise you, I am the guy that's bringing it Yeah, we're going to make aspirin and acetaminophen and ibuprofen and vaccines here in America again. And no country is going to be able to hold us hostage on that. And then you look at the amazing record Trump has with regard to ISIS, uh, or ISIL, as somebody used to call it, um, getting rid of al-Baghdadi, uh, killing el-Soleimani. I mean, it's it's the most incredible record. And then the pandemic hits, and Trump needs to say, look, I didn't see it coming. Nobody saw it coming. It came over here from China and hit us like a sack of bricks, and, and we're going to have to now rebuild from that. Oh, and, and that war with, with North Korea. It's... That didn't happen yet. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I mean, three nominations for the Nobel Peace Prize. And that barely got a mention. Well, no, but nobody wanted to talk about no. it. Because if you don't, if you give Obama the Nobel Peace Prize because he merely exists and, 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 and coddled Iran in the way that he did with the money on the pallets in the middle of the night, it just, it just made me so ashamed to be an American. And it cheapened. It cheapened the entire award because there are people who have done significant things that Precisely. have so benefited. Well, Jimmy Carter deserved world. it. Yeah, for the for the uh, uh, the uh, 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 Camp David Accords. But look, so the great things that he has done. The second thing I think I would bring up is Kamala. Kamala Harris is well known as the most liberal person in the Senate. Uh, she is could easily be part of the squad. She is a person who is going to embrace the Green New Deal, which we can't afford, reparations for slavery, which no one alive today knows anything about owning slaves. That's over 150 years ago. Uh, Kamala would probably ruin the country. And and this is about electing her president. Nancy Pelosi's already greasing the wheels to, to get Kamala in. That whole 25th it. Amendment commission yes. she wants to do has nothing to do with Trump. It has everything to do with Joe Biden. And I just, I think if you're going to be afraid of Kamala, don't go part way. Be very, very afraid. She's a smarmy, uh, egotistical, power-hungry, socialist, Marxist, left-winger who will do anything for power, and she's to the left of Bernie Sanders, and the two of them will combine with the squad. Imagine who your Supreme Court nominees will be. I could see it be Eric Holder or Loretta Lynch you better or Susan it. Rice or somebody like that. And so that's the second thing. The third thing, I think Trump needs a positive vision for his second term, uh, even if it starts off with, look, let's go down there and finish that wall and then explain how Mexico's going to pay for it, because I think Mexico should pay for it. That was one of the reasons I voted for him. And there are ways. Mexico's not ever going to write us a check, but there are things we can do to get money out of well, Mexico. Well, he has demonstrated that he is far more creative when it comes from trade practices mm -hmm. and trade negotiations. He's more, he's more creative with that and the team that he has around him, because they have a business background. They are far more creative than, you know, the last... 10 administrations probably that we've had. I mean, Reagan may have been the last one that had had more creative people in that in that front. I would also just add he needs to address health care. 
and it can't be, oh, I got a great new plan coming next week. That is one thing that the Republicans, I believe, have Wait a minute, you mean like, uh, Mr. Trump, what's your plan for health care? And, oh, by the way, Mr. Biden, are you going to pack the, the Supreme Court? Yeah. And, well, you know, Trump could never get away with saying, you know, I, I, if I told you my plan for health care, it would be the headline tomorrow. Oh, and by the way, voter, you don't deserve to know. You don't deserve to know. I, I, what I, an I fu- arrogant. Fully, fully agree. Arrogant. I fully agree. I think the Democrats have made health care an issue because it's about all they can, can think of to go after Amy Coney Barrett, unless you're Maisie Hirono, in which case, you know, um, Judge Barrett, have you ever demanded sexual favors from anybody? And I'm going, yeah. me, me, I'll do it, I'll help, you know. It's a good-looking woman yeah, there. Yeah, it's but, like, okay, you know, now that we've, now that we've, we've determined that this woman isn't a rapist, really? That's, yeah. That's the best you got? That's the best they have. Yeah. And, and Maisie Hirono is certifiably nuts. I mean, there's no question. But then look at AOC and look at uh, Ilhan, Omar Ilhan or Ilhan Omar, whichever one yeah. it is. Yeah. I mean, these are, these are people that don't like the United States of America. I think, I think that... No matter who wins, some of these left-wing cities are going to burn again. And I think uh, jobs, not mobs, is a great slogan that I've seen on some bumper stickers and things. But if Trump wins, what is BLM going to do? They're not going to be happy. And I I think if if Biden wins, then they feel, okay, we can do whatever we want in these cities. I'm afraid there is going to be significant violence in that. Exactly. That either way and... They'll just, I mean, because these people, they will so turn on the dime, take whatever the situation is, and 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 just massage it to come out with whatever their, you know, their their viewpoint is to justify whatever they want to do. I'll give you a great example of that. The Democrats have called, well, after a, after a few days went by, after Pelosi said, "Come on out to Chinatown. Don't worry about this virus. You know, come on out, have a good time, spend your money." Uh, Cuomo says, no problem. Uh, we'll just put the infected people in nursing homes and that'll be all right. Well, then suddenly they realized this was real and they said, we've got to shut down the economy. And Trump didn't want to shut down the economy. So Trump is bad because he wouldn't shut down the economy to fight the virus. All right, he wouldn't so, listen to the scientists. Exactly. So, so Trump and most of the governors, certainly the liberal governors, and, so, and a lot of the conservative governors, to include Greg Abbott here in Texas, started shutting down the economy, especially bars and, and gyms and things like that. Well, at that point, obviously, we're put into a forced recession. And so what do the Democrats say? Look at how bad the economy is under Donald Trump without saying, hey, we egged him on to shut down this economy. Everybody knows if you shut down the economy, what the economy's not going to be very good. Right. It, it's like they they get it both ways. And on CNN, they get it that way, except you probably saw this, and I have to bring it up. Wolf Blitzer to Nancy Pelosi. Ms. Pelosi, don't you think that the Republicans have put something on the table? It may not be everything you want, but people are hurting out there, so why not take their offer get some money in the hands of people. And Pelosi goes, oh, Wolf Blitzer and CNN, if you want to be a shill for Donald Trump and take up and defend the Republicans. An apologist. I just don't know what to do with you. And I, I just, 
Did you see the expression on Wolf Blitzer's face? And he actually kind of went out of character, and he was like, but you see people around, and they're hungry. And we feed them. And, and Nancy and says, we feed them. And then she said, have you fed them? I mean, we it was so, uh, no, she, she turned it back on him, too, and it's like, and have you fed them? And it was... Has one penny of Nancy Pelosi's money ever gone to feeding the hungry outside of what she ends up paying in taxes, if anything? I'd like to see her tax returns. Yeah, her charitable contributions. Yeah. Oh, Lynn here. You know, I'm I'm not uh, a wealthy San Francisco uh, elite married to a, a rich husband and still bringing in a salary for being in the Senate. I, I scrape by, you know. Uh, I'm, I'm not exactly uh, the most gainfully employed person in the world, and I do what I can. But my guess is that most of the people on the Democrat side of the political aisle believe that benevolence, that helping people, that giving people money, food, clothing, whatever they need, education, and all, that should come from the middle class, from the taxpayers. And when they talk about raising taxes, somehow I always seem to make it into that group where the taxes go up. Even though it's, it's oh, we're only going to tax the wealthy, and all of a sudden I'm pegged as wealthy. Exactly. Yeah, right. But I did, I did see that as a small breakthrough, and I've never, I've never despised Wolf Blitzer. Uh, I've always thought, hey, he's at CNN, he's left of center, but he is no Don Lemon. No. And, and he no. is no, uh, what do they call him, Frito? Fredo, uh, yeah. Fredo, yeah, Cuomo. Uh, Cuomo, yeah. who preaches to us about masks when when he was fully infected out riding his bicycle in front of people in a crowded area without a mask on. The hypocrisy is absolutely amazing. Well, and I think that you have to have a few of those people, as much as, you know, I can sit here individually or you and I together can sit and bash Democrats, I don't think every Democrat on the planet is a bad person. I don't think they're all ill-intentioned. And I even think that could be said to some degree of people in the media. And Wolf Blitzer, I think the other day, gave a hint that, you know, this is getting so ridiculous. I even am having a problem carrying water for this. I don't want people to think that this woman can sit in here and come and just be daffy as hell and that people think I'm not... I'm not noticing this. I mean, it's it's an embarrass- it should be an embarrassment to them. Well, you know, it reminds me, I try not to do that either. It reminds me of some years ago when I got a call from the Dallas Morning News wanting to know if I would write a little piece. I think it was 150 words, and Mark Davis, who was at BAP at the time, was going to do it, and somebody else was going to do it, about something George W. Bush was doing, and I think it was re- with regard to immigration. And my opening line was, I'm not going to carry water for this guy. Yeah. I'm a re- Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop Flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN. Ah. 
Feel the woe with Listerine at BJ's. You can save $2.50 now on Listerine products like Total Care Anti-Cavity Fluoride Fresh Mint Mouthwash or Cool Mint Pocket Packs Fresh Breath Strips at your nearest BJ's location. Experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with Listerine. Discount available through December 24th. Save now only at BJ's. Republican, he's a Republican, but I'm a conservative. And, you know, I didn't carry water for Trump when he was calling Ted Cruz's wife ugly or whatever it was and saying his father was involved in the Kennedy assassination. And I didn't carry water for Trump when he was talking about the birther stuff with with Obama because I'm pretty sure that Obama was born in, in Hawaii. I don't question that. It's, that was not my objection to Obama. My objection was everything else about Obama. But when Trump brings us the best economy we've had, maybe in the history of the country. I'll carry water for that any day of the week. You better believe it. And when Trump takes out, arguably, since the demise of Osama bin Laden, by the way, there's a conspiracy theory about that going around, which I won't, won't even address. But when he takes out al-Baghdadi, who was the leader of ISIS, and he takes out al-Soleimani, who was the most egregious, murderous general for the Ayatollahs that run Iran. Oh my gosh. And I want to point something out, Luann. You can pick up on it and talk about it if you want to. Obama, uh, uh, I started to say Obama, or Biden, whatever you want to call it. I think they're one person here. Biden's been around for what, 47 years? Correct. I know a lot of people who will look you in the eye and tell you that in those 47 years, Biden has been on the wrong side of every foreign policy issue that came up, up to and including his objections and complete opposition to taking out Osama Wasn't bin Laden. Wasn't that James Baker that said that in Many his people book? have said yes, it. I've yes, heard Rush yes. say it, too, and I've heard Tucker say it. Well, and then his former chief of staff panned him on his uh, response to the Ebola or no, not Ebola, the swine flu. H1N1? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and we're going to put this guy in charge of foreign policy? Right. I mean, did, did, have you? maybe you could opine on, on this question a little bit. If Joe Biden becomes president of the United States, what's the, what's the cabinet going to look like? Oh, I think Joe Biden becomes president. I think there is going to be a war, a war that is taking place in that administration between the Biden and the Harris people, because and where's Obama? People, where's Obama in that? Because he's he's not gone away. No, he's not gone away, and I think he's getting ready to come out and start campaigning for Joe. But, Why hasn't he? We're down to the last few days here, literally. And he hasn't been out campaigning for Joe. No. And I'll tell you why. He thinks Joe Biden's the biggest fool that ever ran for the president. Oh, if he's out there, it will be that he's out there trying to pull Joe over the finish pull line. Pull him over the finish line. So that Kamala can take over. But no, I think that Joe has had to so sell his soul in order, like getting Elizabeth Warren out um, of the primaries. Because Bernie, if Warren had gotten out earlier... Bernie would have probably won. All right, let's they say, circled the wagons, but in it, but no. What I'm what I'm saying though is that that may be where a lot of those cabinet positions get filled. And as we were talking earlier about 
Nancy in this 25th Amendment thing, you remember that there's some, there's a, a certain constituency within the cabinet who, if they come forward and say, no, the president's not competent, and Joe Biden in having to fulfill all the promises he made to get himself in there, maybe sowing the seeds of his own destruction, because those are the people that are going to vote his ass out of out of that office. But look at some of the funnier gaffes, if you want to call them that. How many times has Biden been arrested? You know, he was down there with Nelson Mandela, yeah, and yeah, damned so. if he didn't get arrested, you know. And he's done that story two or three times. He took on this guy named Corn Pop. And he just, big old dude, you know, big bad John and all that. Corn Pop. I wish Corn Pop were still alive so he could give his side of the story. But Biden, he, macho man, he just backed Corn Pop down. And, and then, I mean, there's, there's just so many. Um, and I told, I told the president of Ukraine, you know, you pull that investigation, that prosecutor, or, or, you know, you got six hours, or yeah. you're not going to get the billion dollars, and son of a bee. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, He's just an arrogant storyteller, and they say Trump lies, but give me a break. And that's what scares me, is that it was the arrogance that undid the Democrats in 2016. It was the arrogance thinking that there was no way... She didn't have to go to Wisconsin. Yeah, she didn't need to go to Wisconsin. She didn't need to go to Pennsylvania. She didn't need to do any of that stuff. She could just hang out at Chappaqua, and it was all going to be okay. In 2020, while I don't think they've learned many lessons, I think they have they learned, learned that, one. that one. And so now it's not arrogance. It's 2020 is you win at any cost. And that means... Cheating, whatever it oh. takes, well, you do the, it. The, and that's what we're seeing now. The ballot balloting is already a mess, and we're still, what are we, t 19 days out, something yeah, like that? Right. The balloting's already a mess. The computers are, have been down all over our area and, right. and certainly much other er many other areas. Uh, you know, the, the whole, oh, you've got you've this got vote harvesting is is the the ballot harvesting is a problem. You had um, in L.A. County last week, week before, they sent out a bunch of ballots that didn't have anybody on the presidential ticket to vote for. They had no presidential candidates. So, I mean, at least there it was equal opportunity. It wasn't just they left Trump off. No, they didn't even have Biden on. In uh, Columbus, Ohio, there were 50,000 ballots that were mailed out wrong. Allegheny County, which is uh, Pittsburgh, 29,000 ballots. And that was just stuff that I was seeing this morning. I mean, every day you can go and look, and there's more and more and more of these stories like that. And then you've got all of these states that are looking to tinker with the rules here at the last minute. And, I mean, even one of the rulings the other day when the— um, a, a Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals restored Wisconsin's statutory ballot deadline because they wanted to be able to count the ballots like up to six weeks after the election. And this Circuit Court of Appeals said, no, you need to count it like the law says when they arrive by November 3rd. And the thing is, is that they came back and they said, you know, there are cases where something unforeseen happens where you might would at the last minute change something like that. But excuse us, this pandemic, the one that we've been fighting since March, in November it's no longer a last-minute thing. And by the way, 
We had two elections. The state of Wisconsin, they had elections in both April and August, and they got through. So why are we changing the rules now? Well, because changing the rules benefits one of the two parties, and it's certainly not going to help Donald Trump. But you look at, um, in my lifetime, the two closest elections are probably Kennedy and Nixon in 1960. And yet, by the time I went to bed that night, if I'm not mistaken, I pretty well knew that Kennedy had won that, probably with some shenanigans in Cook County, Illinois, but but won it. Obviously, the Bush and Gore, and, and that was outlandish. That should have never happened. Hanging chads? You know, it, it's um, just such a weird thing. But, you know, you do learn from these types of things, and we we should not have those problems right now. I don't know about you, but I think in the early morning hours after the election, certainly by morning drive radio, uh, we ought to know who the president is. Not six weeks later still going, oh, uh Oh, gosh, Al Franken's car is parked out back. Why don't we check the, the trunk? trunk? Yes, exactly. Um, I pray that that will be the case. I'm afraid that it, it won't, but I, I pray that it would be. And regardless, and again, this goes back to why I think that there's going to be unrest and violence regardless of what happens, because the Democrats would like to say, well, if Trump did get to stay in office, he'll have an asterisk by his name. Well, you know something, from the standpoint of the right, do you not think that we're going to view Joe Biden the same? Well, yeah, I mean, the French Open has an asterisk by the winner. Uh, it was Nadal, and he got his 20th Grand Slam, tying him with Federer. But half, I mean, so much, I started to say half the, the draw was out, but a lot of the draw was out. Uh, Major League Baseball, there's an asterisk by that, will be when they name a champion because right. they weren't able to play a season. Uh, all of sports is going to have an asterisk about Well, they took about, pleasure in, the, in the, that Brett Kavanaugh should have an asterisk by his name. Yeah, well, um, probably so. And down at the bottom where it, it relates to the other asterisks, it should say the the most heckled and harassed and lied about candidate, even though I'm not particularly a fan of his, but we could do another show on that, uh, but not now. But uh, this this whole thing with Amy Coney Barrett, they want to put an asterisk by her. Right, but right. here's the thing. Lindsey Graham should never have said what he said. You yes. know, And he uh, invited it. I mean, talk, talk about an unforced error. Yeah, that's an unforced error. You simply say, there's a difference here. Barack Obama was obligated under the Constitution to name Merrick Garland or somebody that he wanted to be the uh, the uh, uh, Supreme Court justice, and he didn't have the Senate. And the uh, Republicans were able to block it. But all they had to do was take advantage of that, what was it, 98% chance that Hillary Clinton would be reelected? And she could have easily re nominated Merrick Garland, but she wouldn't have because uh, Obama n named a, a guy that was fairly moderate. And if they really want to get mad at somebody, point fingers at somebody for them being in this situation, they can point the finger at Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah, because, because she... she refused to... Obama went to her, I think, more than once and asked her to retire so that he could 
be sure and have the opportunity to appoint someone, and she wouldn't do it. Well, let me ask you a question, just a simple question. What what actually got her out of being a Supreme Court justice? That was uh, pancreatic cancer? Yeah. Well, what got Robert Byrd out of the Senate? What got Ted Kennedy out of the Senate? You know, I hope when I'm 87, I might still be doing this, but, you know, it's it's not earth-shattering whether I am or not. But if I were a Supreme Court justice, and, and I was in my mid to late 80s, and I'd been in office for 30 years, 20 to 30 years, and there was a Republican president, I might go to him and say, hey, look, I may give you an opportunity here. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And, I mean, I think there's something to say, to say for putting your country ahead of yourself. I think there's also something to be said for giving new blood a chance to come in and have a, a nice passing of a torch, so to speak, rather than turning it into this this just storm that it, it is. Yeah. Now, as I recall, Judge, Judge Ruth Bader Ginsburg, a liberal icon, perhaps the most liberal person ever to sit on the Supreme Court, got three dissenting votes. Uh, and that certainly uh, was a different time. Out of 100 so most of the Republicans, virtually all of right. them, voted for Ruth Ginsburg. But, and and I, I, it makes me wonder, of course, Amy Coney Barrett has seen what's gone on before, and her typical answer is, well, Senator, uh, that could come before the court. I have no preconceived notions, and I will not comment on that right now. I just wonder what it would be like if both sides, regardless of who's in power, who runs the Senate or who's in the White House or whatever else actually answered some of these questions honestly. Now, hypothetical court cases I can understand because you want to hear the arguments and you right. want to read the briefs and you want to look at the precedent and all that. Well, and it's how the case is structured that makes that that, indi- that mm-hmm. dictates what you even, the parameters with which you can rule. Well, sure, but when you look at all of, uh, was it Blumenthal and maybe Durbin and, and Feinstein, we're just pressing her about precedent. And to me, there are three things that you consider if you're looking at a law or trying to decide a case on the basis of, of constitutionality. Number one is the Constitution. It's way up here high. Number two is the, is the law is written. The Constitution trumps that, but the law is written is very high. And then way down here, about 10 foot lower, is precedent. If, if, if precedent was king, we'd still have segregated schools in Brown versus Board of Education. So here's, here's a question that I would not want to be. Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts too, flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code Ben for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code Ben. Asked if I were if I were nominated for the Supreme Court, because I would probably have a compunction to answer it honestly. And that question is, 
Mr. Woolley, Judge Woolley, whatever I'm going to be, do you believe that Roe v. Wade is the law of the land? And I would have to say no. And the reason I don't believe it's the law of the land is because this was a court ruling. Courts don't make laws. Congress has to make a law, and she reminded them of that. She says, she says, well, Senator, you're in one of the two bodies that is responsible for making the she law. She did that multiple times, and it was beautiful And it was every a beautiful thing to behold. But how can Roe v. Wade be the law of the land when it's a court decision? If they didn't like the case before them, they send it back to the lower court or, preferably, send it back to the states. Because if Amy Coney Barrett was the deciding vote in overturning Roe v. Wade. Abortion's not ended in America. Absolutely and that's what the not. Democrats are trying to convince everybody. It would go on just like it always has in New York, in Illinois, in Michigan, in Washington, in California, in Oregon. Well, and they're trying to make the same the same argument on health care that, oh, if they come up and, and she gets to rule on this case on November 10th, that everybody's going to lose their coverage, pre-existing conditions are no longer... I now have a pre-existing condition that I didn't have a year ago. I'm not losing sleep at night over that I'm getting ready to lose my health insurance. And what really annoys me about that, too, is I can remember back in 2009 when I was working for Americans for Prosperity and we had a big campaign, Hands Off My Health Care, and we were out talking about all the different things that a Republican plan should include. And coverage of pre-existing conditions was right in there as one of the, you know, three or four main tenets. But I've even got some problems with that. Uh, I don't want to talk about the, I'm not sure what the difference is of pre-existing condition and an existing condition, but here's the thing. It affects affects the the insurance company. Let's say that there's Lou Ann Anderson uh, State Farm Insurance, whatever, and you're, you're the CEO. Okay. And let's say that uh, your insurance covers cancer. So you've got uh, somebody comes up and applies for a policy with you and says, I've, I've got stage three lung cancer. Well, okay, how long have you known about this? Well, I, I've, I've had this problem. We, we've been treating it for now for three or four years. The whole idea of insurance is getting yourself coverage when you don't need it so that the insurance company won't be bogged down with having only sick clients, in right. which case they go under and nobody has insurance. So it, it's, I have a little bit of a problem with that, and I, I've always thought the best way to fix that, and this could be Lincare, would be up until your, I don't know, I guess I would give you a little time, almost your, let's say, 25th, 26th, 27th birthday, something like that. Nobody can turn you down. But then if you don't have it by the time you're, you're, let's say, 30, then the companies can charge you more. And if you don't have it by the time you're 40, they can charge you a lot more, and so on and so on and so forth. Because the older you get, the sicker you get, and the more you use the insurance. Well, you can ma- I think you can make an economic argument for that that um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree with that because the point is health care isn't free. No. Somebody's paying for it. And that's what, you know, I've thought as I've been dealing with some of the things that I've had to go through and do here in the last few months, and I have had some prescription drug expenses that are through the roof compared to what I've usually had. Because what I've usually had has been a couple of generic mm-hmm. blood pressure medications that, you know, v- cost virtually nothing. And 
I think about that and I think, well, you know what? I'm okay with this because this is for all those years that we were paying handsomely for insurance that we never were using. Mm -hmm. And so from that standpoint, it's like, yes, I'm not feeling bad. Now, you know, I do believe that there are times when a, a conversation needs to be had between a person and their doctor of, does this treatment really make sense? You know, how much does this treatment cost? Because I don't care whether I'm directly paying for it or I'm indirectly paying for it being an insurance company. I'm not always convinced that that's a good use of money. That's true. So with all that having been said, and you look at what's on the table, Trump's record of success, COVID comes in, screws that up, CNN and New York Times and the rest of the the media tries to blame all that on Trump. They don't even like it when he calls it the Wuhan flu or the right. China virus. Right. All right, so he has this amazing record of success. You have to gauge individually how you think he handled the pandemic, and I think he did pretty well. Biden would never have instigated that travel restriction from China. I haven't heard never anybody would have. I haven't heard anybody come up with one, two or three points that, that they would have, would done, have done differently. differently. Exactly. exactly. Yes. Yes. And then what Trump will do in a second term against, okay, Trump and his income taxes illegally obtained by the New York Times, but we really don't don't know if even that's even real or not. Burisma and, and Hunter Biden and, and Joe's mental acuity, uh, to me, the biggest reason to vote against Joe Biden is, is has got a name. And that name is Kamala Harris. I'm afraid of her. I'm not that afraid of Joe Biden, but I'm afraid of Kamala Harris. I'm afraid of the people that would be surrounding Joe Biden. I'm afraid of Joe Biden in his current state. Yes, yes. So, and, you know, it's a, it, 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 it gets down to what do you think the deciding factor will be? Ultimately, I think it will be the economy. Because well, if it's a prosperous the, economy helps solve a lot of problems. You know, money does not solve every problem, but an absence but even of that it, an can, absence of prosperity makes things a hell of a lot worse. But even that can be parsed because it can, are, are, are conscious people, sentient people, educated people going to blame Trump for what happened to the economy after the virus hit? I'm not convinced they are. The media tells us they are. But when Gallup had that poll, which again, you know, take all the polls with a grain of salt, but Gallup had a poll last week that asked something about, are you better off now than in 2016? And 65% of people said that, yeah, they're better off. Yeah, absolutely. So you get down to, to me, one of the big factors here is suppression of the news by the media, which we've seen in spades this week with Google and, and Twitter and Facebook suppressing the news about Hunter Biden, CNN completely ignoring it. I, I never tune into MSNBC because I think the whole network's a farce, but I'm sure they're doing the same thing. I'll bet the New York Times and the Washington Post are uh, treating it. Uh, the Washington it, it, Post has come out with their, um, oh, I can't remember what they called it, their explainer or something. And so they're debunking. Debunking it, yes, as we yes. said. So I think it comes down to whether the American people remember how good we had it under Trump following how bad we had it under Obama and Biden. And if they remember 
that Biden has never been on the right side of a foreign policy issue in his 47-year career. And whether they believe that a businessman, even if you think he's a sleazy businessman, he still is a guy that wants results and a problem solver as opposed to a member of the swamp. As we start to wrap up here, I would say that as pessimistic as some days I am about this election, I also have glimmers of hope that come. Number one, Wall Street Journal had this article talking about um, about the election integrity and, and all these court cases where things are being challenged. The Republicans are prevailing in a lot of those things, a lot of those cases to put stays on these last-minute changes that many of these states are trying to do. That gives me hope if those stays remain intact. Well, I was hoping that, not not to be mean to the people of Portland, but I was kind of hoping that that long string they had uh, of protests would continue. I don't want anybody to get hurt, but I don't think people on either side of the issue like to see cities, inner cities, being burned down by mobs. And I, and I agree with that, but I also, Kenosha, Wisconsin is not an inner city. Kenosha, Wisconsin is a town smaller than Waco. And yeah. that's what scares me that these things could spread. But the other two things that, and I kind of fit in with this, that give me hope, and that is, I do believe, besides a general underestimation of Trump's support and people being hesitant to speak out, and, you know, you were telling me some stories about some place you were recently and that people were very hesitant of showing their support. Here in Texas, we are more open. We feel a, we feel a culture. But I can't help but hope and wonder, and I think there's intellectual basis for this that the hispanic vote and the black vote and the cuban vote and the cuban vote may not be what pulls him across the way because we talk about now i hate to even single out those those groups because to me they're just another part of america just like the rest of us but i think that they have been so played as a as a a you know, piece of, of, of some kind of identity politic things. And I think there's a lot of them, they're just getting tired of it. And they're saying, no, I'm an American. I want a good economy. I want to be able to have a job. I want my kids to have school choice. And there's another little factor here. And that is that Amy Coney Barrett is not a monster. And anybody that has watched her would almost have to say, my gosh, I hope my daughter turns out like that. Uh, a family of seven, two adopted kids. She was attacked for adopting black children. I mean, it's like the cancel culture where they're taking all the black people off the brands. Black people are being canceled. And, and, people... and what about that women can do it all, have it all? Yeah, yeah, she, she... certainly can. I, I really think that Trump hit a home run with her. I do and, too. And her comportment at this has just been picture perfect and she's going to sit on that court in that black robe and it's going to fit her very well and and that you may not like trump you know it comes down again you may not like trump you may not like the tweets you may not like how he talks but actions speak louder than words 
and the actions we've had with all the things you were ticking off, the economy, immigration, foreign policy, national security, yeah. all of these things, and now the idea of, of a justice who seems like a very measured, reasonable person, that is a very strong, I think, potential motivator for people who may not be so fond of him, but say, damn, his thinking, though, is where it needs to be. Well, if you get down to, if, it's, if the vote is a referendum on Trump and not Biden, it should be a referendum on Biden, in my opinion, but it may be a referendum on Trump. If people vote based on the tweets, uh, based on Trump's rhetoric and some of the things that he does, he'll lose. Uh, if it's based on what he's done for the country, how he's protected us by going after terrorism, the great economy that he's giving us, the promises kept, he should And the win. willing to take bold action and, and, and deal with the consequences. Exactly. He should Good win by bad. a landslide. And, and I'm going to treat this election like we're way behind and convince everybody that I can. I don't want to have any kind of overconfidence. I, I know the polls are wrong last year. Can they be wrong this wrong twice in a row? I don't know. But I want to get out there and make sure that... I turn over every stone, put every sign in my yard that I can, even though they're stolen a lot, uh, and do whatever I can because I think, I think this is about Trump versus Kamala Harris, and I think she would be a disaster for the United States. I agree, and to be continued, no doubt we need to do this again here in a few days and see what the, the next shoe that drops is going to be. Meanwhile, thank you, Lynn, for being here today. Thank you for listening to Political Pursuits, the podcast. I'm Lou Ann Anderson and look forward to seeing you next time. Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN.